policies, persons, and paths to influence on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone. Once again, this is Dr. Johnny, and this is Pushback. Thank you for tuning in. Today is election day. We have been anticipating this day for weeks, talking a lot about policy and uh, culture as it relates to this election, and the day is finally upon us. I'm trying to release this podcast actually a day early uh, because of this being uh, election day and the fact that we may not know exactly who's going to be president by the end of the day. Uh, It's uh, all very quite uncertain as far as that goes, but very exciting uh, and been have have been looking forward to this day for quite some time. Uh, I have explained the importance of voting and our civic responsibility, but more importantly than that, our responsibility of influence that we carry as culture setters here on this earth as Christian families. Uh, for those who have been listening to my podcast, know that that is my heartbeat. And I want to respond very specifically to an article uh, that was written on October 22nd uh, by a very influential uh, leader and pastor. Uh, He is from Minnesota, but he has obviously an influential reach over this country. He wrote an article entitled, Policies, Persons, and Paths to Ruin. Uh, and my course, my podcast is Policies, Persons, and Paths to Influence because I take a little bit of a different uh, conclusion than he does in his article. Now, John Piper is founder and teacher of DesiringGod.org uh, and chancellor of Bethlehem College and Seminary, and for 33 years has served as pastor of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and he's the author of more than 50 books. So it is very important to me right off the bat that I explain to you that I honor this man. Uh, I take what he writes very seriously and and listen to uh, the words that he uh, says. And I also explained at the very beginning of my podcast that I believe that honor doesn't always mean agreement, that we can honor one another and still disagree. And interestingly, this article, I actually agree with most of what he says in the article. My main disagreement is his conclusion. He tweeted after writing this uh, article that he uh, was not voting for Biden or Trump in this election. And that's certainly his prerogative and, and certainly his right to do so. But he wrote this article explaining why he wouldn't be voting. And that's the conclusion that I disagree with. So let's dissect this article. I'm going to read what he wrote because I don't want to take anything out of context. So I'm going to read what he actually wrote and then respond to these piecemeal, uh, actually in four different sections. So this is what he wrote. John Piper uh, writing this. Actually, this is a long overdue article attempting to explain why I remain baffled that so many Christians consider the sins of unrepentant sexual immorality, unrepentant boastfulness, unrepentant vulgarity, unrepentant factiousness, and the like to be only toxic for our nation, while policies that endorse 
Baby killing, sex switching, freedom limiting, and socialistic overreach are viewed as deadly. Now he goes on to talk about very specifically Roe versus Wade. I think Roe is an evil decision, he writes. I think Planned Parenthood is a code name for baby killing, and historically at least, ethnic cleansing. And I think it's baffling and presumptuous to assume that pro-abortion policies kill more people than a culture-saturating pro-self-pride. When a leader models self-absorbed, self-exalting boastfulness, he models the most deadly behavior in the world. He points his nation to destruction. Destruction of more kinds than we can imagine. It's naive to think that a man can be effectively pro-life and manifest consistently the character traits that lead to death temporal, and eternal. So, John Piper is being very respectful here and not necessarily mentioning names, but I think we know who he is referring to. He's referring to our sitting president currently. And he is making the, the assertion that we have to look at all sin equally and that the, the policies of being a pro-choice, the policies of killing babies is equally a problematic, to put it kindly, as the personal problems of a man, the person actually holding the office of the presidency. Now, I'm going to agree with him right off the bat that both problems are deadly. I agree with that. But one set of problems is a set of problems that one person is held personally accountable for. It's the behavior of a man. Now, we have to be careful because we aren't the judge of that man. He will be judged as we all will be held accountable for our actions by the one, capital O. Now, the other set of problems deals with an innocent life for which I would argue we are all accountable for. And that accountability is actually held in policy and in our vote. Let's be very clear that we are actually voting for a pro-life policy And the Bible says, for what we have done to the least of these, we have done unto him. Period. And this could very well be the end of my podcast. There are innocent lives at stake in policy that we are all accountable for. And I would argue to John Piper that Donald Trump is accountable for Donald Trump. We aren't accountable for his soul, the actions that he brings. But we are accountable by our vote, the saving and the defending of human life. He makes it very clear that the Roe versus Wade decision is an evil decision. But these are not equatable. We are voting for policy. Now, I think this would be a different argument and a more defendable argument by John Piper if our president was creating policy around his behavior, if he was 
proposing having a national day of boasting or lying. If he was having or promoting a cheating on your spouse day. And if he was promoting that all of us should act accordingly, then that would cause me to pause. But there is a policy in place about infanticide. And there is policy being voted on about the government role in paying for it. And there is policy and a a political party advocating infanticide up even to the day of birth. There is policy regarding restricting religious liberty or having our voices censored or blocked. And this is what a president does. He creates and enacts policy. And this is what we are voting for. See, I I explained in my previous podcast entitled A Vote for Democracy that when we don't vote, we are actually voting for our opponent's policy. It's simple math. So if John Piper is an evangelical Christian who is pro-life and he has refuses to vote or chooses not to vote for that policy, and he even has influence, let's say, for a thousand people who, because of his article, decides not to vote for that policy, then let's say everyone votes and it's tied 50,000 to 50,000 votes. So let's say 1,000 people decide to follow John Piper's advice and to not vote for that policy then it's 50,000 to 49,000 in favor of that policy. See, when we decide not to vote for that policy, we're actually voting for our opponent's policy. So are we supposed to simply just hold our nose, go to the polls, and, and vote? No, I don't think we have to do that. I think we can proudly today go and vote for the millions of lives lost and the millions of lives that could be saved by your vote. That's what I believe. John Piper continues to go on and says, therefore, Christians communicate a falsehood to unbelievers when we act as if policies and laws that protect life and freedom are more precious than being a certain kind of person. The church is paying dearly and will continue to pay for our communicating this falsehood year after year. Well, my response to that is that these are not mutually exclusive and certainly not quantitative. This is about voting. We vote for policies and laws that protect life and freedom, period. That is what is on the ballot. And I don't believe that we are communicating something false to unbelievers by voting that protecting life is important, period. And I think it's very dangerous, uh, the line that he writes in his article that says more precious than being a certain kind of person. This is dangerous. If we always voted for a certain kind of person, then we all would be anti-Abraham, anti-Moses, anti-David. Leaders that, if I could be so bold, weren't John Piper's kind of person. Now, John Piper would say in his defense that they were repentant. But I would argue that most of the followers of Abraham, Moses, and David didn't know. Didn't know whether they were repentant, and most probably didn't know about their actual discretions. Murder, immorality, etc., 
See, we, as reading of scripture, were privy to the internal conversation with God that led to repentance. But those that endorsed them and their leadership policies, they probably were not privy to those conversations. See, I don't think anyone would argue that God can use anyone. And everyone is God's kind of person because of his great love and mercy for them. Yes, repentance is required for the kingdom to be cleansed and to receive the blood of Jesus. But that's not what we're talking about. We aren't voting whether we endorse sin or not. We are voting for policies and laws that protect the innocent. See, are we willing to send non-Christians into war and into battle to defend our Constitution? Or should we only send a certain kind of person? I know this is hard-hitting, but this is an important conversation. See, our vote is sending someone to battle for us to defend our Constitution. And my question for John Piper in this article is, how does he know if our president is repentant or not? He didn't say in his article that he talked to any politician or interviewed anyone in regards to their heart. So is John Piper willing to sit on the judgment seat? I hope not. I hope for his sake that he's not. There is only one person responsible for Donald Trump's soul, and that's Donald Trump. And I'm comfortable in saying that. I have peace in that. Now, I am sure that John Piper would agree that hidden or concealed sin is just as sinister, maybe more so. And one thing that Trump is guilty of is that he doesn't conceal anything very well. (laughs) I think we'd all agree with that. He's not a great concealer. So is John Piper really prepared to dissect every politician's life, visible and hidden, and then determine if they're the kind of person he could vote for? I think that's a slippery slope and heavy lifting. Now, we should all be praying for our leaders to be surrounded by those that care about their eternal soul. In that, we agree. And he should be surrounded with people that bring influence to him, to his family, to his life, publicly and privately. But that's not on the ballot. So let me go on to read. John Piper says, They move out from centers of influence to infect whole cultures. The last five years bears bears vivid witness to this infection at almost every level of society. It is not baffling, then, that so many Christians seem to be sure that they are saving human lives and freedoms by treating as minimal the destructive effects of the spreading gangrene of high-profile, high-handed, culture-shaping sin. So he brings up the word culture. And for those of you who know my podcast know that that is my second to family favorite word. And I reject that we are subject to the destructive, how does he put it? Effects of the spreading gangrene of high profile, high handed culture shaping sin. Culture 
families, Christian families, shape the culture, not elected officials, not politicians. If there has been a spread of gangrene of sinful culture over the last four four to five years, then that is on us, not one man. He doesn't have that much power. Christian families, we aren't helpless victims of culture. We set the culture. And here's the punchline, in my opinion. Politicians respond to the culture. I could prove that over and over and over again. It depends on your constituency and where you live. It seems like wherever the winds blow, politicians seem to take that culture. Why? Because you are the ones voting. And that's what this podcast is about. That's what this podcast is about. If our sin was too great to be effective on this earth, then we all might as well curl up in the fetal position, look to heaven and wait for Jesus to come back. Because we've all fallen short. It's by his overwhelming, superfluous grace that we are placed on this earth. Why? For impact and influence. That's why we're here. So yes, character and right decisions matter. And yes, the president should be held accountable for his character. And they do have influence, there's no doubt. But it is self-defeating and it is spiritually impotent to make the case that our elected politicians set the culture. That is ours. We need to own that. I'm not excusing behavior. But if that's true, if that's what is believed, that our vote today actually can cause spreading gangrene of high-profile, high-handed, culture-shaping sin, if we are propagating that through our vote, then we have limited, then we have a limited mindset, not only of how influential we are on the culture, but how influential God is on the culture, because we are his people and his ambassadors here on this earth. So I refuse to allow whoever wins the election today to set and shape the culture. And I will continue releasing these podcasts, making sure that my listeners understand that they are the influencers. It doesn't excuse behavior, but it makes us truly focus on policy because that is what our vote is. That's where our vote lies, on the one who will represent policy and the ones who will defend the Constitution on our behalf. Lastly, he wrote, Have you neglected these greatest of all realities and repeatedly diverted your attention onto the strategies of politics? Have you inadvertently created the mindset that the greatest issue in life is saving America and its earthly benefits? He goes on to write, Or have you shown your people that the greatest issue is exalting Christ with or without America? Have you shown them that the people who do the most good for the greatest number for the longest time are people who have the aroma of another world with another king? Of that, I mostly agree because we are ambassadors of heaven. We aren't people who have spiritual experiences. We are spirit that are here on an earthly visitation from another world. Of that, I believe. And I believe that the aroma of a king, the aroma of another world with another king is critical 
I wholeheartedly endorse it. But I do believe that our attitude and our position towards this great country is a both and. It's not either or. We don't have to endorse heaven's policies and heaven's politics and heaven's king and have to abandon America. I believe it can be a both and. I believe that we can be that ambassador here on this earth to make America great. I believe that I, I believe that God loves this country. And I know that I love this country. And we can't abandon it. If we abandoned it, abandon it, then who will defend it? Who will fight for it? Who will create that culture? So with that being said, and with the time that we have left today, please vote. John Piper never said specifically whether he would abandon the idea of voting. He said maybe he would do a write-in. But I'd ask him to reconsider if he listens to this podcast to vote for the policies of life and freedom, as he put it. Don't abandon, abandon the innocent. Especially now, the culture is shifting. There is hope for turning Roe v. Wade. There is hope for once again instilling the culture of life into our culture. Don't abandon that by not voting. See, we have the moral obligation. We're talking about moral obligation in this podcast. We have the moral obligation to carry influence. We are supposed to be a city upon a hill, a light that is kept in the house. Should it be covered with a basket? Certainly not. But it should, it should glow so that all in the house can see it. We are supposed to carry influence. We have been given talents. Are we going to simply bury it in the ground? Are we supposed to bury it in the ground and say, I'm only heavenly minded. Because I'm so heavenly minded, I'm going to abandon this world. It's actually losing the actual mandate for which you are here and were created for. And our voting is one way that we get to stand up in this glorious country and be heard. It's our abilities and our influences. We have abilities and influences. That's the talents. And we can't hide them or bury them. But we need to multiply them. We need to be visible. We need to be into the culture. So I honor John Piper, I honor the position that he's in, and I honor the fact that he cares enough to talk about this and to share his heart. But we are in disagreement on the notion that we should bury our head in the sand and that we should judge one another based on only character and sit in that position of judgment and in so doing, reject their ability to carry a mantle for us. Let's vote for life and let's pray for our leaders. Pray for their hearts and their souls to be turned. That's the role that we play. And it starts with our vote. So now let's go together today and do our part in setting and shaping the culture. <laughs>